Hello everyone, what's babbling? This is Psychobabbles with Miranda Lauren. This is the podcast for my class, Psychological Effects of the Internet, where I talk about the topics I'm learning and Lauren responds with her own thoughts. Except, again, Lauren is not here. She's studying for her OCHEM exam that's tomorrow. We're just recording a bunch of videos in a row. So my dad is here again on the phone. Say hi, dad. Hi, everybody. (laughs) He's back. Okay. Um, so this is episode 32, and I think it qualifies as a two-parter, um, specifically, well, it was two different assignments, but this one relates to the online dating from the episode before, so I'm gonna call it a two-parter, because that sounds cooler. Anyway, um, um, where should I start? Just, I guess I'll just define interpersonal attraction, um, so luckily for you, I am all-knowing. I'm the smartest person you know, I bet. Um, and I can tell you what the definition. Always have been. See, I always got your you or yeah, you've always got my back. Um, because I'm sure they listen to me talk and they're like, um, is she that smart? Anyway, um, so interpersonal attraction is basically the attraction between people that can lead to platonic or romantic relationships so essentially like it can be how much someone likes dislikes or hates someone um we're gonna pretend i didn't stutter over that because i went in so confidently about how smart i was (laughs) um (laughs) but anyway um there's an interpersonal attraction judgment scale um that they use to measure it And it's basically where someone rates another person on dimensions such as, like, intelligence, knowledge of current events, morality, adjustment of, like, like, adapting, I guess, um, likability and desirability, like, as a work partner. Um, So, yeah, there you go, interpersonal attraction. Um... And what causes interpersonal attraction? I don't know if you have any guesses. Honestly, I'd be kind of shocked if you got any of these. No, I'm absolutely confused right now. <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> that was a lot to take in at once. I know, I know. This is why um, some I have to repeat myself a lot. Um, it's also why I have the script, because there's a lot of information. Um. But yeah, so basically, interpersonal attraction is how much do you like a person, or how much do you dislike them? Um, So anyway, what causes them? What? Okay, we're on the same page then. Yeah, yeah, we are. Um, I was just too smart for you, apparently. I'm sorry. (laughs) So there are four, uh, pretty much four causes that I have here. And I swear to you, I I know it. I already know it. I was typing this. I'm like, I, there's no way I'm pronouncing this word correctly. But I think it's pronounced prop, prop, propin, oh my god, propinquity. <laughs> propinquity. <laughs> I, I can't. Yeah, no. Pro, pro, propinquity effect. Pro, propinquity. Propinquity. <laughs> I can't do it. It's spelled P-R-O-P-I-N-Q-U-I-T-Y. I'm gonna go with 
Oh, wait, you're probably right. Propinquity pronunciation. Well, either way, what, what does propinquity <laughs> whatever mean? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Here, this is what the computer says. Propinquity. Propinquity. Okay. Propinquity effect. So, yes. Okay. So, this basically is saying the more we see and interact with a person, the more likely that he or she is to become our friend or sexual partner. So, the, the more we see and interact more, with a person. The more we see and interact. Okay. Yep. Um, and this applies to relationships that are formed over the internet. Um, and because, like, studies have shown that relationships or, like, online relationships are very similar to those that are developed face-to-face. Um, and so, like, an example of this effect would be the more you text someone, the closer you will likely feel to them. And so you, like, they're just more likely to become either a friend or a sexual partner. Um, okay. So communication is communication. Yeah. Like, just having interactions. Yes, regardless of the form. Yeah. That was a lot easier to state than propinquity. <laughs> <laughs> um, but this moves on to the next one, which is but the... Now I know a new word I can't pronounce. Yeah, now you have a new word. Um, And it's really exposing us here and that moves on to the next one which is the exposure effect what a segue (laughs) um so the exposure effect is basically the more you are exposed to something the more you come to like it and this sounds a lot like the propinquity (laughs) effect and it's almost the same thing um but it's different because the exposure effect can be unconscious so like you don't realize you're being exposed to something a lot whereas with the propinquity effect it's more purposeful it's intentional and it occurs because the two people know that they are interacting with each other um so like um so like online i think like an example of this would probably be like um say they show up on like your instagram feed a lot like i know you don't have instagram you might not understand how it works but say like you're following someone and they're friends with the person you're following say that person could show up a lot in their pictures and so like the more you're exposed to them you may not even realize it but you might be like oh wait this guy's kind of cute or something like that um does this only apply online no 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 this applies in person too so like the exposure effect could be um say like every morning you walk you take the same route, 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 whatever, to work, and you pass the same person every day, you may not unconscious, or you may not consciously realize you're passing that same person every day. Um, but, like, you'll feel closer to them because you're unconsciously realizing or you're unconsciously being exposed to them a lot. I don't know if that makes sense. Maybe I'm just making this more confusing. Well, no, I understand what you're saying, however. I, I just know what... <laughs> There's been plenty of times in life where the more I got to know somebody, the, the more I saw them, the more I <laughs> stopped liking them. Oh, you know? well, yeah, that could... So, 
so the exposure was the opposite, right? Yeah, so, but you remember, know? remember, interpersonal attraction can be how much you like, dislike, or hate someone. So they could okay. be, that person could be really low on your interpersonal attraction judgment scale because you're exposed to them a lot. I, I thought you were saying, okay, I, I misheard that because I thought you were saying the more exposure, the more you like something. I think I it's mostly seen in a positive way. Like, I think the context we're using it in is, like, forming relationships and, like, you are more likely to feel positively about someone that you're exposed to a lot. But yeah, I think you're right. There's definitely instances where the more you're exposed to someone, the more you dislike them. Actually, I, I certainly think that that uh, applies to your mother. <laughs> the more she's exposed to me, the more she realizes she doesn't like oh, me. Oh, I thought you were... <laughs> I thought you were saying for yourself that you... That the more you see mom, the more you dislike her. <laughs> but surely I just. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was about to be like, I'm not about to expose a divorce to my 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 professor here. She's not that kind of psychologist. Or maybe she is. Well, we, we won't test that. Yeah, we won't test it. <laughs> um, we'll just move on to the next one. Um, okay. So the next one is the similarity attraction effect. Um, and there's like a lot of different subcategories to this one. But just in general, um, people are strongly attracted to lookalikes in physical and social appearance. Um, and I feel like this one, this one creeps a lot of people out. A lot of people are confused by this because they will see like couples... Like, there's the whole game of, are they siblings or are they a couple? Because, like, a lot of couples tend to resemble each other. Like, sometimes they look a lot alike each other. Um, well, well, there has been a long-standing, I don't know the right term for it, but that people will often, or girls will often go for somebody or are attracted to somebody that, that reminds them of their father, for example. Mm-hmm. I think I've or, heard that before. Or vice versa, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's what you're most comfortable with. So then, again, subconsciously, you're attracted to someone, maybe because you feel so comfortable around them. Yeah. And they remind you so much of something that you have a deep love for anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think that also... It kind, of, it kind of seems similar to what you're saying. Yeah, but I think another thing, too, and a lot of people see it, is like one of those things where people who are raised and this isn't necessarily a positive thing but people who are raised in like an abusive household tend to find themselves like in abusive relationships when they're older you know like there's that statistic that's that's also something that that i might agree with because i did have a girlfriend from high school who who did have an abusive father uh abused the mother abused her her stepbrother she was the only one that was not abused but the men she went on a date after after me, she came back and said, you know, why do I always go after all these abusive people? Why am I so attracted to these abusive men? And that's exactly what we would think was, well, is there a link between how you were, what you saw growing up, what you were exposed to, and now that's what you're falling into every single time you find somebody is someone that was just like your father. Mm-hmm. 
is just like this abuser. So there's probably something to that. Yeah, and I'm sure there are plenty of studies out there. I've probably learned about this in some of my psych classes, but again, this podcast is all about exposing myself, and I I don't know the answer. <laughs> um, so we'll just go we'll just go with the similarity attraction effect. So it works for physical appearance and also um, social context so like in terms of physical appearance um it's called the matching hypothesis um and that's just saying that people are more likely to form long-standing relationships with people who are equally matched in attributes um um and then like like there was just another statistic of like partners who were similar in terms of physical attractiveness attractiveness they expressed the most liking for each other um and, like, in other senses, there's also, like, the quality of voice, um, which I found interesting, but it actually makes sense. Like, people probably feel more comfortable around familiar voices um, rather than strange voices. So they might be more attracted to someone who has a similar voice. Um, okay, well, your mother's just entered the room, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask that question of her. Okay, okay, ask her. So, Sarah, did, did I have a voice that was familiar to you? No. <laughs> <laughs> nope, that didn't qualify this time. Wow. Maybe you guys are just um, at the, you're just, what's the word, outliers. I do think that might be the case, although you did mention something about just, um, like, the level of attraction. Like, you know, some people say, I think that you look for someone who's who you find is matches your attraction level mm-hmm. so i'm gonna i'm gonna put us in that category that you know maybe we are both attractive so we have to you know balance each other out i see so you you think you are incredibly good looking incredibly hot and so you think well, and so you 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 date dad because he's hot well, can we, maybe, you know, just for the purpose of not sounding so, you know, uh, <laughs> what's the word, conceited, can we take incredibly out? <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll keep, we'll keep hot, though. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. Okay, I see, I see. But, but it is true. They say even with, with children, when they enter a new school, that they tend to gravitate towards kids that are more like them. Mm-hmm. So I, I can, can see, see that. how... As we get older, the same would be true when it comes to looking for someone who, you know, maybe you're uh, looking to go out with or date or even marry. Yeah. So, like, there's definitely, um, like, physical appearance, too. But there's also, like, um, like similarity in, like, <clears throat> um, sorry, in, like, attitudes, um, social, social and cultural aspects. So, like, economic status, um, personality, um, education level or age, even. Um, you know, all the good stuff. Um, so that's basically the similarity attraction effect. And there's one more, um, which is complementary. Um, so basically like someone who has a trait that complements a specific trait that you have. Um, and so the specific example that they gave in the article I had to read was dominance. Um, so the couples who reported the highest level of loving and harmonious relationships, they were more dissimilar in dominance than other couples um so 
So, like, so basically one of them was dominant and one of them was, like, more submissive and they complemented each other. Yeah, I don't know if we fall into that category. Because we're both pretty stubborn and um, I don't know if either one of us is the dominant force. I think we're co-dominant. Yeah. Well, it doesn't have to just be... It doesn't just have to be dominant. Like, I would say you and mom complement each other in... um, like, you are a little bit less, well, now I'm thinking this through, and I don't know if I'm accurate in this, so you guys will have to give me the, your thoughts, but I feel like you are a little bit more, or mom is a little bit more impulsive in certain situations, and you kind of look back and think things through, and I would say that's very complimentary. I, I would, absolutely agree with that I think that that's absolutely true I do think that I'm I tend to jump in a little bit more uh especially emotionally mm-hmm. whereas your dad tends to kind of take a step back first before jumping yeah. in. So, but yeah, it really depends on the that's... situation because there are also times where you overthink a lot and dad just jumps into it so it's like back and forth yeah well, now that you mention it I do believe we are very complimentary because whereas I am a an extreme optimist. Your mom is an extreme pessimist. Yeah. So we balance each other out there. I would argue and realist. Okay. <laughs> when um, I, I was on a thought there. Um, whereas you know, mom can sometimes get wrapped up in, in emotions and things. I tend to be more even keeled and and uh, um, more controlled, I guess. Yeah. Where I realize I can't. I can't change it, so I'm not going to worry about it. Mm-hmm. And your mom, on the other hand, might worry about it all the time, right? Yeah. So, knowing that she can't do anything about it, but it's still going to eat at her a little bit. And so we complement each other, right? Yeah. So that maybe maybe that's more of the case for us because we don't really share a lot of similarities, per se. Well, I think uh, what it was is the, the use, the word use of dominance and submissive. Like, I... I use those words differently yeah so that that threw me off but once you explained it I I, I, I agree I, I can see where you're coming from yeah that was just the example um I think personally that's not the example I would have used right. um but sometimes when I'm writing these episodes I can't think of any examples off the top of my head and especially like when I'm writing them in context of like talking to Lauren because a lot of these like I thought I'd be discussing with Lauren and obviously Lauren's not married um she's not in a relationship so i can't be like oh yeah like you compliment this person (laughs) i don't know i guess we could have talked about how we compliment each other because like it's not even all about romantic relationships all the time like it can be about platonic relationships um sure yeah but anyway so I, i suppose there are ways where we're dominant and submissive you know your mom tends to be very we're going to do this and we're going to do this now. You know, she's, she's setting her way there. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm more of a, and it works because I'm a go with the flow. I don't care what we do. So it works, right. Mm-hmm. She can, she can have that dominance and it doesn't bother me one bit. Because, yeah. You guys don't butt heads. Right. There, there is no conflict there because we, again, we complement each other well in that way, mm-hmm. in that regard. See, and that's how me and Lauren are, because sometimes Lauren, she knows what she wants for dinner, and she'll be like, 
hey, you want to do this? I'll be like, I don't care as long as we're eating. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, similarity is good for initial attraction, but ultimately complementary is important for like maintaining a relationship that will continue to develop. Yeah, and so now the the main part of this, and like this is a class about the internet, and so we'll get to the internet part here. Um, how does interpersonal attraction relate to online dating? There are tons and tons and tons of online dating sites out there. Um, people can literally just pick and choose which one they want to be on. Um, and so because you may not be familiar, not because I wasn't familiar, but because you may not be familiar, um, there's match.com and okcupid uh and these tend to be for bigger cities and then there's farmers only for more ru- rural oh my god ru- rural wait rural rural <laughs> rural. <laughs> rural i have to stop writing words that i can't say i do this every episode you go girl yeah oh my god But anyway, so the story behind Farmers Only is that in a lot of small rural... (laughs) Do we live in a rural area? Area? It could be considered such, sure. Okay, well, I'm going to say we don't, so I never have to say that word. Um, I'll just say small areas, okay? Um, So in a lot of small areas, it's difficult to meet someone completely, air quote, new... Um, and a lot of times on dating apps, you can only meet city folk. And so this particular woman who created Farmers Only, she went and she decided to make it easier for particular, like specifically farmers to find someone who has like a similar lifestyle to them. Um, because farmers don't really live the same way that city people do. Um, and so basically this is where the similarity is at play. Um, and a big term related to this is uh, niche, and I'm I'm gonna assume you know what that means, right? Like a niche. Wait, I thought it was niche. called I thought it was called niche. Niche. I, I think there, it, it's niche. You're saying um, you're finding um, a way something is common to something else. I'm I'm using Google pronunciation again. It, nope, it's telling me um, without playing the sound, it says niche. Okay, then I'm not sure what that word is. I'm so smart. Anyway, we're going to ignore every other time I screwed up a word because I knew niche. Okay, what's the de- definition of that? So niche means a specialized market, basically. So like products yeah, that are... I've, 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 we've always just said a niche. You found a niche in the market. Or... <laughs> well, let okay, me niche. let me correct you. I stand corrected. Don't forget, I'm the all-knowing here. I have the script. <laughs> anyway, um, so basically products that are niche are intended for a specific market that may be small or limited. And so, like, this can really work for a lot of people, say, like, on Farmers Only, but this can also backfire if your niche is too defined, like, if it's too narrow, um, because then your options are too limited. Um, but now I have some, I have some online dating apps for certain groups of people that I think are pretty funny. Um, 
but these were ones that two of these I listed were ones that were examples and then one of them I had to find on my own and I think the one I had to find on my own is really funny but anyway so the first one is gluten-free singles who do you think that's for well that that's another how do we say it niche Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean Um, who's that for yeah No, I thought you were just going to go, uh, gluten-free singles. Correct, correct. Yeah, this might not be the place to say it, but also, um, Lauren and I, uh, kind of discovered we were experimenting, and we think I may have a slight sensitivity to lactose. You know what, I think you may not be the only one. There's a bunch of us that are starting to have a little bit of reaction to milk. Yeah. So it, 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 Tyler can't drink it anymore, so it, it could be more of a family-related thing. Mm, maybe. Point. Anyway, that's besides the point. Yeah. Um, the next I'll one. Yeah, the next one is Trek Passions. Trek Passions. Yeah, can you guess who that one's for? Like, like um, hikers and uh, bikers. No, see, um, I didn't think about, because obviously I know who it's for, so, like, that one didn't cross my mind until just now when I'm like, oh, they might guess this, but I actually thought you were gonna get it. Oh, wait, Trek, Trek Passions. Oh, but yeah, like, Trekkies? Yeah, Star mom got Trek. it. Star Trek. Alright. Star Trek fans. Um. Okay, that's definitely, uh, another, another, um. Uh, Niche. Yeah, mom's gonna have to be on the lookout for that one in your Google search history. I'm not that much of a fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one that. Next I, thing you know, you're gonna tell me they have like a little like house on the prairie. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? Back in time. Back in time. Oh my god, I said little house on the prairie. <laughs> Back in time match. Com yeah. Something. Um, Anyhow. Yeah, so the one that I picked for my assignment is called Hater. Um, and I thought this one was funny because this whole time we've been talking about similarities um, and, like, trying to find someone. Or, like, this one also relates to similarities, but, like... Um, is this a site for disgruntled people? No, so it's a site where you make your account and then you list things that you really, really hate. <laughs> And then you can match with people who also hate the thing that you hate. Yeah, disgruntled. I guess, yeah. You mean like if I hate people who don't put their shopping carts in the little stall thing? Yes. You can find someone who also hates that. Yeah. Mom needs to be a cart nerd. Yeah, I, oh, you're right. <laughs> but I think, I think this is so important. Right off the bat, you establish that boundary. Um, like... This is because I know Lauren and I, again, I wrote this with assuming that Lauren and I would be talking to each other, but imagine if I was dating someone for like a year and then I find out that they hate Disney Channel original movies. Like I would be heartbroken. It would be, it would have to be over because. Okay. But how do you know that you're, you don't meet somebody, but they just didn't state that they hated that and you still find out. Oh, I don't know. Let's just hope it's not on the wedding night. I would 
assuming on the profile there's it's not just a bunch of generic hates it's no, just whatever they choose to hate on yeah you think you, you can probably pick generic ones maybe it's i didn't look that much into it but maybe you can do like hashtags kind of thing um and so like if you really hate something you can put that hashtag um like i don't like pickles i put hashtag pickles I don't know if that's... created a profile? Me? No, I said if I did. I didn't look that much into it. Like, I don't know if that's how it works. I just know that you can match with people who hate the same things you hate. Gotcha. And it's a great conversation starter, too, because imagine you, like, really hate something and you see it online. Like, imagine how fun that would be to have a whole conversation about how much you hate that. Yeah, mine wouldn't have much. Yeah, I don't really dislike a lot of things. I would just say, hate lazy people. Lazy? Well, I'm kind of lazy sometimes. I'm out. Oh, we're all lazy a little bit. Okay, I was going to say, do you hate me? <laughs> no, like our current co-worker. <laughs> that was a long pause. <laughs> Nothing. Thought, I I said thought, I said do you hate me? We thought, we thought you were gonna say something else. Oh no. <laughs> Are you? I don't have anything else to say. I thought you were gonna tell your story. Oh. No, just how one coworker <laughs> hates the other coworker because one dodges all kinds of work, so he's just lazy and and you have to sit and listen to rants all day long about how so-and-so is not doing their job and no i literally had this conversation with one of my co-workers also yeah yeah so one of my biggest peeves yeah that's all i have for this episode then um that's how interpersonal attraction impacts socialization on the internet through online dating and i guess the uh the only thing i have left to say is hashtag join hater Um, okay, I didn't have anything else listed, but I'm sure that there are other ones. Um, Alright, back to FarmersOnly.com. Yeah, I guess you'll have to go back to Farmers Only. Because it's so niche. So niche. It sounds like quiche. Well, yes, it does. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, that's actually all I have, so... We can end that there. Alright. It was fun. Say bye. Have a good evening. Evening. Bye. Bye. (laughs) This episode of Psychobabbles is sponsored by... Just kidding. You thought we had a sponsor? We actually don't. Miranda procrastinates too much. So I hope you enjoy the last few seconds of just music as we suffer through these next couple of days of trying to get all these episodes done. Goodbye. (laughs)